You're listening to the Growth Exponential Podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Caro-Cook. Today, we're joined by Devra C. Aaron, who's the Executive Director of Contra Costa Midra Shah, whose mission is to form and inform pluralistic Jewish teen community in grades 8 through 12, and to develop and enhance personal Jewish identity for each member of this community. Contra Costa Midra Shah aims to develop the habits of lifelong Jewish learning, practice, and communal participation, and to engage its teens with Israel through cultural exchange and education. Contra Costa Midrasha provides an educational and social environment and an interdenominational community for teens. Devra, welcome. Thanks. It's great to be here. Hi, Bradley. Hi, it's great to have you here. I love being an educator myself, long time. I love speaking with other individuals that are informing and directing the lives of teens in such a meaningful way. So it's uh, really an honor to have you here. Could you share with us at a high level about Contra Costa Midrasha? So Contra Costa Midrasha is a, an over 30-year organization. We operate out of Walnut Creek, and we largely serve a community of teens and their families who live in the greater Contra Costa County, which is as far north as, say, Vallejo, California, and as far south as Pleasanton. Most of our families come from Walnut Creek, from Danville, from San Ramon, from Clayton, and also from Lafayette and Arinda. We have been working with teens for a number of years. And our work is, as our mission said, to create the lifelong habits of Jewish engagement, but mostly to engage our teens where they live as teens, trying to make Judaism relevant to them, to their daily lives, and also to help them understand the value of being in Jewish community by helping them construct and be a part of active Jewish community. That's fantastic. Wow. What, what a mission and what a, what a goal. I'd love to hear, what is it that led you to this place? What's your origin story that brings you to where you are now and impacting these lives of teens? So I've been very active ever since I can remember. It was being Jewish is a big, big part of my life. Our parents brought us up in a very traditional Jewish household. It also kept us very active in youth group. We were very active in USY. We went to our communities, Hebrew High in Phoenix, Arizona. But then the other part of my life was being in theater. That was a very big, important part of my life. And just out of college, my first job was actually working for CNBC News. And within about the first year of my job, I found myself, unfortunately, within three hours of the shooting at Columbine in Colorado, I found myself in, at Columbine covering that story as a, as a field producer. And that week, I witnessed a lot of teens going through the hardest moment of their lives. And I think a number of those people who are now adults would tell you those pretty impactful part of their life. But I found myself being asked to try to get teens on the air and to ask these very, very personal questions of people who are going through really the most traumatic moment of their life. And I found it incredibly difficult to do and found myself more and more drawn to just wanting to hang out with those teens and listen to them and ask them how they were feeling and ask them what was going on in their lives. And that it was more important to me to honor the reality of what was happening in their lives than to try to put their story on the air for others to see. And I think that was a pretty seminal moment in my life when I realized that what I really wanted to be doing was being in community with teens and helping them get through even though not all of them have to go through something that traumatic, most teens 
have a lot of stress in their lives. And I find it very satisfying to be working with teens and creating safe space for them and for them to have a place where they can really grapple with the harder parts of life and the harder parts of growing up, how to be a good friend, how to make their dreams become reality, how to look at all the challenging things that are happening in the world and understand how they can be change makers, how to understand what it means to be Jewish in an America that doesn't even want people to be religious, let alone the questions of anti-Semitism that our teens are facing today. And so I think it's very, very important for our Jewish teens to have a place that feels safe, where they can grapple with all of these questions and where they're being mentored by young people and adults who really, really care about their well-being and about their own identity building as well. Wow, that's really powerful. Can you get into some specifics? Like what exactly are you doing with these teens? So Wednesday nights, uh, we meet once a week, Wednesday nights during the school year. And what we do is kind of a cross of group therapy and doing Jewish with their hands and experientially. So the first hour of the evening, they're in classes by grade, and they're with these really amazing Jewish educators who I actually call menticators, because these are people who are more mentors and coaches and being dukma oats of what it means to be a mensch in the world, and really just talking about things that are happening in their lives and framing it around big Jewish ideas. So we just did a big project of adopting a family through Shalom Bayit, which is one of our partner organizations up here in the Bay Area, and they work to prevent domestic violence. And we adopted a family for Hanukkah and brought in a lot of gifts for this whole family. And our teens brought in the gifts and we wrapped them here on a Wednesday night. And while it might not seem like a big project, that doing that every single year and having that be part of what we do is this way that we teach teens that they can actively make a difference in people's lives and that they can live tikkun olam. And we really work to help them understand how that action is a way of living the Jewish value of tikkun olam. In some weeks, it's just about them saying they had a really rough week and they're really stressed out and school is really hard. And we have another class for them that's Jewish meditation, where they just sit and go through this different series of Jewish meditations that were written specifically in a curriculum for Midrashah. Deborah, I know another thing that you do is you also travel with your students. Could you tell me about how that program came about and what it looks like? Sure. So one of our signature programs, in addition to our Wednesday nights, we have two other kinds of projects that we do. Uh, one is that we do three annual retreat programs that we do in partnership with Berkeley Oakland Midrashah, which is our partner program on the other side of the tunnel. And we take our teens three times a year to a camp where the teens celebrate Shabbat together as a teen community. They co-lead Shabbat services we end Shabbat with Havdalah. They hang out and take hikes in the Redwoods. They get to talk. They get to connect. It's really amazing what happens when you get to hang out with teens late at night making s'mores and singing campfire songs and just getting to chill and hear about what's happening in their lives. And I call those weekends the glue of our programs. One of our staff weekend teens, and suddenly you're hanging out for a whole weekend, the level of what you get to do on a Wednesday night after one of those retreat weekends, the depth happens because of the trust that builds on these weekends is just unbelievable. So I feel like it's really important that we have these retreat weekends in partnership with our Wednesday nights. Um, another one of our signature programs is called Mifgash, which if you know Hebrew means encounter, but we have sort of translated it to mean interconnect. So we have been wrestling for a number of years with the problem of negative sentiment towards Israel, but also that a number of people in our community are just a little apathetic towards Israel. And we're really trying to turn that boat around. 
we're really trying to say that what we want to have happen is for our teams to engage with other teams, with Israeli teams, to understand what's happening in Israel from the perspective of people who actually live there and to build relationships with people who actually live there. So about two years ago, we were introduced to the Munson Youth Village, which is a high school in Hod Hashiram, Israel, who had been doing a Maccabi program actually with one of our partners, the JCC in New York. And our volunteer, Kathy Eisen, brought this to us and introduced us to this organization, to this high school. And last summer, 28 Israeli teens from Munson joined us for eight days of adventures around the Bay Area. They were hosted by our teens. We went to Six Flags, we went to Google, we went to Apple, we went to UC Berkeley. We spent two days in the redwoods hiking beautiful redwood trees and really deeply getting to know each other and getting interconnected. And by the end of the week, we were all so sad to see our new Israeli friends leave that we had already decided we were doing the reciprocal trip. And literally in six days, I'm getting on an airplane with 11 of our teens, and we are being home hosted by our partners in Hod HaSharon for a similar eight days of adventures in Israel, being home hosted by our Hod HaSharon families who were with us last summer. And we're going to Tel Aviv, and we're going to Jerusalem, and we're going, we're spending two days hiking in the Judean desert and staying at the En Gedi hostel. And there's just so many amazing things, but most exciting of all is to get to spend Hanukkah in Israel, which almost none of us have been able to do ever. So fun to even just imagine what that's going to look like. And I can't wait to go. And next summer, we have 35 Israelis who are coming back for 10 days of continued Barry adventures, a whole new group of teens from Hod HaSharon to be hosted again by our our families. And I'm really excited to see how after a number of years, this really starts to shift the conversation in our community about Israel and about our interconnectedness as a shared Jewish people. Wow, that's beautiful. How do you measure success? Well, we measure success in a number of ways. Our teens write graduation speeches each year and they tell us what has really sunk in for them, what's really hit their hearts and their minds. We stay in contact with our alumni to understand how their time with us at Midrash Shah, whether it's on retreats or being in our teen philanthropy board or being just with us every Wednesday night continues to impact them. I get texts once a week from our different teens in college. Oh my God, I'm going on birthright. I just signed up for a Hebrew class. I was thinking of you while I was at Seder at Hillel. We get to hear from them in those kinds of ways. But a lot of the ways that we measure success is by sitting in and listening in on the conversations that happen on Wednesday night by our enrollment numbers. We definitely have quantitative numbers that we are trying to hit every year, but also about the quality of the conversation. And as strange as it sounds, when one of our teens is having a challenge and they come to us and talk to us about it, about it and look to us for advice, I really do consider that a moment of success because that means that we are creating a safe community where teens feel like they trust us and are able to come to us and ask us for assistance in whatever it is that might be challenging in them in their life. Do you have a particular story that you could share with us? A particular story. So one of the young ladies who's going with me next week onto the airplane, Shanna. Shanna is this amazing bubble of energy. She's just bright, bright, bright human. I've known her since she was in seventh grade when I taught a couple of classes at her synagogue at Beth Chaim in Danville. And Shanna loves being Jewish. She will tell you before she tells you anything else that she is Jewish, but because of her busy schedule with the rest of her life, she hadn't been able to join us on Wednesday nights. And I've stayed in touch with her and her family and told them last year how excited we were that the Israelis were coming. And they said right away that they wanted to host two girls. 
and we had some shifts happen in how we were hosting. And by the end of the week, they were hosting four Israeli girls and became super close with them. And Shanna, who did really well at her bat mitzvah and had really great Hebrew for her bat mitzvah, but wouldn't necessarily call herself a Hebrew speaker, is now actively learning how to speak Hebrew, is coming with us to Israel next week, is really embracing her Jewish identity in so many different ways, even broader than how she was before. And I, I just think of her as this person who's really going deep. And I don't feel like I can have Midrashah take all the credit for that. I do feel like her willingness to dive in is a result of, of her participation in the Mithgash project that we're doing. And I can't wait to be in Israel with her. I'm so excited to watch her face light up at every single different moment that we're in Israel and all those amazing places. Truly remarkable. I haven't gotten to talk about our teen philanthropy board yet, which is our Hamsa Fund. So we have this program called Hamsa Fund, which teaches teens how to be philanthropists. So they design every year a new group comes together and they build their own mission and they pick their own issue and then they get trained for how to fundraise. Last year we had 23 teens who were fundraising and they raised $23,000 last year that they distributed to five different nonprofit organizations of their choice. And all of them were (laughs) Jewish organizations, including a couple in Israel. And what's amazing about this project is that every year the teens, they own it. They figure out what they're doing every single week. They figure out what nonprofits they're interested in funding. They do the research. They teach each other how to do this work. And it's all through consensus decision-making. There's no voting. There's no popularity contests. It's these kids getting each other to listen to each other and to all agree as one. And it's such a great model for them to learn so radical in our world today. But it's really inspiring to me every month to see them take on this project. That's great. And I love how much good you're doing for your teens and for your community. What are ways that our listeners can help you? We have lots of vision and lots of excitement about the work that we're doing in the world. We have lots of teens that are out there that we would like to serve. We'd love to broaden our reach, but we'd also like to continue going deep with the teens that we do serve. And of course, one of the best ways for people to do that is to help contribute to the work that we're doing. We have a gala coming up on February 22nd. And if people would like to donate items that could go for the auction, we'd be grateful for that. Or if people would like to donate funds that could help with that. We would love it. But we're also looking for people who are passionate about teen education and about this idea of interconnecting Israeli teens with Jewish American teens and helping broaden that world. And if there's anyone with expertise in marketing and fundraising, in management of any sort, we would love your expertise. And you can find us at ccmidrashah.com. Got lots of information out there, or you could give us a call at 925-944-4701. That's great. I hope people do get in touch with you because the work you're doing is so so important. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us today and wish you tremendous success in all your worthy endeavors. Thank you. You've been listening to the Growth Exponential Podcast. If you know an executive director or nonprofit professional that you think I should interview, shoot me an email at bradley at growthexponential.org.